1: Now when
2: we ignore the word of God, we're actually listening to other voices. The voices that we're listening to are the voice of Satan and the voice of self. I don't want to be listening to myself and I certainly don't want to be listening to Satan. But when God speaks, if I ignore it, then I am listening to myself because I'm saying to myself, self, forget it. Because he's not, God isn't speaking to you. That's not about you. And Satan says, no, you're fine in that area. So I am listening, but I'm listening to the wrong voices.
0: There are lots of voices to listen to in this world. Many of them tell you that you're doing okay and that you should trust your own wisdom and decision-making. The Bible, however, takes a different view of how best to chart your path. As Pastor Mark will be teaching today, scripture makes it clear that you can't direct your own way successfully. You'll hear about what a Christ follower is supposed to be doing when it comes to making their way through this life. You'll hear God's opinion on how best to run this race called life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 3 as he continues his message, Don't Turn Away From God.
2: The enemy puts this question in our mind. Well, if God cares for us, where is he? What's the deal? Look at the thing. I mean, here's all the things that are against us. Here's one thing that's for me. But where is God in all this? Well, that's unbelief. I mean, for us in the New Testament, we have a great promise. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. It's a promise from God. But their question was, we're thirsty. doesn't seem to be a solution whatever. Now, we can't be too prideful because I won't ask who this week grumbled, but I'll move right past that. At Mirabah, their complaints just, well, you know, you saw them. They had trusted God to deliver them every step of the way, but here they, for some reason, unbelief, starts getting in their life. In Numbers 13, you remember the deal? We won't need to turn there. It gets worse. You remember what happened? You can turn back to Hebrews chapter 3. In Numbers 13 and 14, God said to the leaders of Israel, pick out 12 men, 12 spies, one from each tribe, send them into the promised land to explore the land I want to show you that it's absolutely incredible. So for 40 days, the spies went in. People were waiting, probably upwards of at least 2 million people. They went out from the desert and went south and north and went through the whole promised land. You know the 12 spies came back. It was a land, well, impossible to describe. Although they brought some grapes back, you know, and huge, I mean, big suckers. Can you imagine the seeds in those guys? Looked like our watermelon. Well, they brought it back and pomegranates and figs and all kinds of stuff, and it was prosperous. And so they had the little review. What's the deal? You know the story. Ten of the twelve gave a critical, faithless review. They said that the land was untakeable. No chance to inhabit it. In fact, they said, we're like grasshoppers in the eyes of these giants. And God isn't big enough to free us, to enable us to take a land when we're grasshoppers. Now, Caleb stepped up to the plate. And Caleb, and of course, Joshua, as you know, were the two that said, well, no, that's wrong. Yet, certainly we understand there's giants here. We see that, but that's not a problem for God. God's told us to take it. We need to just dare to believe God and step out. So remember what God was doing here. Two things very important that you clarify what's taking place. God, well, he puts us through difficult times, he tests us to bring out the best in us, to mature us. So tests are like spiritual exercise, lifting weights, Without the test, our faith doesn't grow. It just doesn't grow. If you don't do any kind of weight training at all, few little things, push-ups, whatever, as you get older, it affects your back, your bones, at hips. Lots of people end up with broken hips, they end up in nursing homes, all things, because we simply haven't exercised. Well, spiritually, it's the very same thing. God allows tests to come into our life so that we can step back and go, God, I have to. I have to throw all my weight on you. How am I going to get through this? And God matures it. Now, on the other hand, Satan tempts us. He tempts us for one reason, to bring out the worst. And this is exactly what we see here. Caleb and Joshua see it as a test. Go for it. God's going to deliver us. The other ten spies, and of course, in a moment, all the rest of the people go, This is crazy. We're not going to go in there and get blown away. And what that failure does, they looked upon it as a temptation. This is crazy. And what happens? They will die. All of them, except for these two, will die. Now, lots of times we're around people who can be a little critical and a little negative. I was reading a story about Robert Fulton when he tested his first time, he tested his steamboat. It said that this is a true story. People were on the shore. Of course, they'd never seen anything like this before. And as he had his steamboat out there, they began to chant, it'll never start, it'll never start, it'll never start. That's encouraging, isn't it? When they come out to watch the thing you've been working on all your life. Interesting, the true story is this. When it started and began to move, What do you think these people said? Here's exactly what they said. It'll never stop. It'll never stop. It'll never stop. Now, that's the kind of people you want to circle yourself and have good friends with, isn't it? Something's always wrong. Well, that's exactly what happened here. Look at Numbers 14. But the whole assembly, after they got together and heard the two reports, the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of the meeting to all the Israelites. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to, here it is, to believe in me, in spite of all the miraculous signs I performed among them. So, here's a long thing to write. But you'll notice the procession and the progression of this next statement. A hard heart. How in the world do we get this? Well, it starts with unbelief. God can't do this. It'll never work. He promised it, but I know it's not going to happen to me. And then unbelief just moves them. It kind of, it can lead this way. It can actually go both ways. Grumbling, negativism, critical spirit, division, disobedience. All those things, you start mixing them up. They all come from unbelief. We can't do it. We've never done it this way before. God can't be in that. You got to be kidding me. This is something new. And so, unbelief, remember, the church struggles with this a lot. Because the church, like these people, we become hardened wine bottles or containers. And remember, you can't pour fresh wine in an old hardened wine container. It bursts. And so, I remember back in the 80s early 80s when Malcolm came from Costa Mesa and brought contemporary Christian music. You've heard me talk about it before. Well, the the container in Brevard County, pew, we were the talk of the town. Oh, we weren't the good talk of the town. We were devil worshipers. We were all of this kind of stuff, all these weird things, even simple things. You remember... Other than the Catholic Church, we were the first Protestant church in Brevard County, here at Calvary Chapel, to start a Saturday night service. Oh, I can't remember the were emails. It's not on a Sunday. What are you doing worshiping on a Saturday night? I mean, things you wouldn't even think about today. And now, on a Saturday night, what? It's like a happening service. You know, God said, well, maybe I will show up. It's going to be all right. We laugh, but the older we get, well, we didn't do it like that in the 60s. And you have to be very careful because not only the old ticker that gets hard, the old brain gets a little hard as well. So be careful as we go through this. Now back to Hebrews 3.10. That is why I was angry with that generation. And I said their hearts, there it is again, are always going astray. Because of that, they have not known my ways. Now think about that. A Christ follower that doesn't know God's ways. That's an oxymoron. Christ follower, how could he not know? If we're following him. Now, verse 11, So I declare my oath, in my, an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. We'll have a lot to say about that when we talk about chapter 4. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a, circle this in your Bible, a sinful, unbelieving, heart. That's the key to this chapter. A sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away, notice, from the living God. Not from a dead God. Not to a God that's aloof, doesn't care for us. But a living God. So, how does this happen? Very simply. Here's number three. Today, You understand that repeatedly saying no to God leads to a hard heart. It's not a one-time thing. It's a procession that takes place. It progresses in our lives. You see, when God comes to us as followers of Christ, the word is spoken to us in our private devotions or wherever, God begins to minister to us in a service, we listen to a song, and God begins to speak to us, and pretty soon, if we're not careful, we can ignore the word of God and the correction, and then we become less sensitive to hear the Holy Spirit as he speaks to us. In other words, the next time God speaks to us about the very same thing, it didn't rattle as much as the first time. And then pretty much as it goes along, it's like almost like a seared conscience, a hardened conscience. The opposite of that is what many of you did. You know, we challenged you try when possible, work things, sickness. Try to get here on time or close to on time so we can worship. You guys did really good and you're doing good. Remember, that's a habit though. You don't come once and go, well, I got the habit broke. No, you have to work at it. Well, a hard heart doesn't happen with you saying no to God once. It just keeps coming back to us. And pretty soon, we're just in this habit of ignoring the Word of God. Now, when we ignore the Word of God, we're actually listening to other voices. And the voices that we're listening to are the voice of Satan and the voice of self. I don't want to be listening to myself, and I certainly don't want to be listening to Satan. But when God speaks if I ignore it, then I am listening to myself, because I'm saying to myself, self, forget it. Because he's not God isn't speaking to you. that's not about you. And Satan says, no, you're fine in that area. So I am listening, but I'm listening to the wrong voices. Understand, and we'll have a passage here about this, that Satan's very deceitful. And it may seem like, well, we've kind of justified it, and it's okay. But it's not okay. And Satan somehow got into these ten spies and they began to listen to their fears rather than the word of God that said, go in, assure yourself that I'm going to give it to you. It's incredible, and then we're going to go for it. I don't know when their hearts begin to get hard and critical. Whether in those 40 days it was at the start and they didn't want to go anyway, or toward the end, or as they just started to come out, and they just started to think about it, Satan said, you can't go there, that's going to be destruction for you. I mean, you'll die going in there. And whether they listened to him then, I just don't know where. Notice the word I asked you to circle, first part there was sinful. Our hearts, when we say no to God, it's sin. Because we're not obeying the word of God. now, Here's something that you know, but you need to write it down. I have this in my Bible always to remind me. Every time you hear the word of God, you have an option. So as I'm teaching, as I'm doing my own devotions in the morning, as I'm listening to somebody else teach, as I was listening to Pastor Dean teach this weekend, or when Pastor Dave teaches, I listen online or whatever one of the guys. When I listen, I have a choice. Here's my options. Number one, I can obey the word, that keeps my heart soft. I'm cool then. I'm good. God's speaking to me. Correction, encouragement, whatever it is. I keep my heart soft. Or, I can ignore the Word of God. That's the hardening process that begins. As you know, our hearts physically don't get hard from eating one triple whopper at some place or whatever. They get hard from constantly doing that and having the wrong kind of food, no exercise, all the rest. Same with us spiritually. If you ignore the Word, hardening of my heart. Now, remember we talked about deceitfulness? Look at the end of verse thirteen. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. There it is. Satan would never come to us and say this You know God's speaking to you. If you listen to him, it's going to be good for you. Well he wouldn't do that. He's a liar. He's going to say this. By the way, God isn't speaking to you. He's speaking to your neighbor. You know, it's the person in front of you. Just tap the person in front of you and say, God's speaking to you. He's not speaking to me. See? Does that ever happen? Well, if you're married, that happens all the time. You're sitting in there going, I hope my wife's listening to this because it's for her. Trouble is, she's saying, man, that's got Balmer's name written all over it. Am I right? I am exactly right. I've been married a couple years. I know exactly what's happening. So, those of you getting ready to get married, Uh, it's going to be exciting. All right. That ought to cut a lot of counseling out, premarital for a while. Okay. Look at Numbers 14. I'm just kidding with you. Let me just say this. Marriage is the hardest thing in the world you'll ever, ever try. But it's the greatest thing in the world. And so that's just the amazing thing. The good things of God. Following God is very difficult. But as we do it, because he enables us to do it, it's absolutely incredible. Now, Numbers 14, verse 20 says this, The Lord replied, I think this is key. Listen, I have forgiven them. God says, I'm going to just zap them all out and start with a new group of people. If I'm Moses, I'm thinking, Hmm, that's not too bad. I'm tired of these people. But he went, as a good leader would do, remember, and he interceded for the people. And God says, the Lord says, all right, I have forgiven them as you ask. Nevertheless, as surely as I live, and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of the men who saw my glory in the miraculous signs they performed in Egypt and in the desert, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their forefathers. No one who is treating me with contempt. Unbelief is contempt. We'll ever see it. So God forgave the Jews of that sin of unbelief. So that's good. That's very important. But sin always has consequences. Think about this. Probably at least one and a half million adults were waiting to go into the promised land. Forty years later, of those 1.5 million, how many went into the Promised Land? Two. 1.5 million died in the wilderness over the next 40 years. Everyone but the two. Now, I've thought about this before. Moses had to have some help for funerals. Man. Unbelievable. On the second half, if you owned a funeral parlor, no, we won't even go there. But think of that. One and a half million people died because of one thing. One simple thing. The sin of unbelief. Remember Proverbs 14.12 says, there's a way that seems right to man, but the end Leads to death. Here's number four. Today, you understand that believing and obeying God leads to a soft heart. To a soft heart. Proverbs 28 says this He who conceals his sin does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Blessed is the man who always fears the Lord. But he who hardens his heart falls in the trouble. Let me read to you out of Ezekiel. You can just write it down. I won't ask you to turn there. Ezekiel 11, it says this in verse 19 and 20. Ezekiel 11, 19 and 20. I will give them an undivided heart, and I'll put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone, give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people, and I will be their God. God wants you and I to have a believing, obedient heart. As we guard our hearts, that's my purpose. I have to guard my heart, because there's all kinds of ways it gets hard, gets discouraged, starts down this path. If I guard my heart and I obey God, God's going to keep my heart soft. It's going to be there in a great relationship. And it's going to be a joy to follow Christ. But I have to guard my heart. Now, here's the key. How did God design for us to keep our hearts soft? How can I follow what he says to do there? What should I be doing? Well, very easy. Here's number five. Today, you encourage others and let them encourage you. Look at verse 13. But encourage one another, oh, twice a year. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Is that what it says? Well, here's really what it says. But encourage one another every Wednesday night. And for those of you that can't make it on Wednesday night, every third weekend that you make it. Is that what it says? Now, why in the world does it say I'm to encourage people and let people encourage me daily? For one reason. The deceitfulness
0: of sin. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark warned you about the danger of grumbling when times get tough. You saw the example of the Israelites and their complaining when they were being set free from the Egyptians. You learned how they allowed their circumstances to take their eyes off of God and His amazing provision for them, and how not to do the same in your life. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time you'll find Pastor Mark completing this teaching, Don't Turn Away From God. You'll hear more about the Israelites and how they let fear cause them to forget all that God had done for them. You'll find out how they took their eyes off of God's promises and failed to obey him. You'll see how easy it is to do this, and you'll learn how to be on watch against the temptations to distrust God. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series in Hebrews. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: is